Oh my god, hi. This is Devin from Disney Adult, a podcast brought to you by the Trident Network. On Disney Adult, we bring together Chicago comedians to watch and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. In these movies, there are things we love, things we hate, things that maybe haven't aged so well, and things that are timeless. Uh, The Trident Network's wonderful podcasts, including Disney Adult, can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. know i don't even know what that dance was i don't know from whence that came uh what's yeah come on baby give me more (laughs) yeah if you're joining us on a podcast make sure you're popping over check out the youtube stream later or maybe you're watching live on twitch.tv slash the trident network which uh is happening right now that's happening right now uh hello everyone thank you for tuning in this is i love improv with trent dozier i am your titular host Trent Dozier, happy to be here once again on a Monday evening about to do what I love more than anything in the world, and that's improv, baby! Uh, If you're joining us in the chat, why don't you uh, go ahead and type in some hellos or some highs either to myself or to our guiding light, our technical producer. Lord knows we could not do this show without her. It's Val Agnew! What's up, Val? What's up, Trent? Not how much. Um, go ahead. I just said, how you doing? Chilling, feeling good. Um, as you can see, uh, if you're joining us live on twitch.tv uh, slash the Trident Network right now, I am back in my parents' house because uh, I was home um, this weekend because every, uh, <laughs> every family unit on my dad's side of the family is either currently pregnant or just had a baby. So we're not... Um, there won't be a big Dozier family Christmas like there typically is, but we did a little uh, Christmas in August, if you will. Um, so that's why that's why these the settings are as they are. And also, Val, how are you? <laughs> Speaking of friggin' babies, <laughs> Trent outed me. Oh no! <laughs> no, I got permission. I was allowed to tell. I was allowed to tell. Um, all the the fervent viewers and listeners of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier that our fearless leader, Val Agnew, is indeed pregnant! Yay! <laughs> Congratulations, Val. Thank you, sir. And you said uh, things are going well. Everything's feeling good in there? Yeah, you know, she's a wiggle worm, but otherwise uh, things are good. Um, a wiggle worm, just like her uncle Trent. Yeah. <laughs> on the screen, baby. Yeah, maybe she was doing the same move that you were just doing. Yeah, she could probably hear the music and intuitively thought, like, oh, he's he's doing the gimme right now. Let me pop up, <laughs> give it some gimmies. I got to assume, at least. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. That's exactly what happened, like 100%. Uh, well, it's great news over here. I've I've actually known for a while, but um, now we're allowed to share. Also, um, a couple things I've known for a while but keep forgetting to bring up is 
months ago at this point, we passed a thousand uh, downloads on that's right um, number of downloads on the on the podcast half of I love improv with Trent Dozier. So if you are a person who exclusively listens or listens and watches, uh, thank you, thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Of course, it's um, you know the same as it is on Twitch, except you don't get the uh, the beauty of seeing what my actual dance moves are you only have to you have to build that out in your mind if you're purely a listener but yeah i don't know so thanks everyone and then oh go ahead i was just gonna say that's fun too like that's almost improv of your mind yeah very strong point val wow that's why we love val and that's why we love improv improv (laughs) is everything and so is val um also i think uh i don't think we did anything to celebrate this maybe i'm wrong our we passed uh, we also passed our two-year anniversary as a show and i don't what? remember we definitely did not i'm pretty sure it was around the episode of uh paul tucker who uh today's guest was actually on a team with paul tucker uh but we'll get to that in a moment um First, happy of course. Anniversary, yes, and Val, happy anniversary to you. Uh, July, mid-July is our anniversary, so we're about six weeks past. <laughs> Whoops. But we'll treat um, we'll treat today's episode as our two-year anniversary episode, and maybe we got a great guest on. But before we get to our guest, of course, we have to talk about the Trident Network. If you are watching us live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network right now, there is a purple subscribe button somewhere down here uh, where I'm pointing. Mm-hmm. You can uh, tap that button, and that will get you subscribed to the Trident Network on Twitch. Of course, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is not the only Trident Network show that streams live on Twitch, and if you are subscribed to our Twitch channel, you will be notified any time a uh, Trident Network show is going live. So that's very helpful if you want to uh, keep informed and you're bad at, you know, keeping dates intact of uh, what's happening when, of course. And also, um, subscribing to our channel allows you to use, like, the uh, the Trident-specific emotes and whatnot. That's correct, right, Val? They're called that emotes? Yes, emotes. Nailed it. Classic. Um, also, Trident-wise, we got uh, a brand new season of Dr. Raymond Pants Books on Tape on Demand. Uh, so check that out. That's a wild podcast. Val, why don't you tell us a little bit about the new season of Dr. Pants? Yeah, so Dr. Pants, uh, each of his books on tape on demand are a parody of classic literature. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one is The Wizard of Oz. So, um, the, yes. So the first half of the book is already out. And the second half will be out this Friday. Sweet. There's also a, a new episode coming out uh, this week, I think, of I'm So Glad You Asked. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, on would, Thursday. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that as well, perhaps? <laughs> sure. I'm So Glad You Asked is a storytelling slash interview uh, talk show podcast um, where host Mary Cruz just brings on different guests um, who've had different life experiences, and they basically just talk about it. Um, but it's do- they're doing gangbusters. They're crushing it over there. So uh, definitely worth a, worth a listen. Uh, they got like 100 downloads on their first episode in Whoa, like two cool. weeks. Yeah. So they're doing nope. great. They'll pass, they'll pass a thousand downloads a lot faster than we did. <laughs> uh, well, you're well, spreading out your your uh, interactions across three platforms, Trent. So Yes, yes, that's true. Thanks, Val. A strong point. Uh, <laughs> speaking of crushing it, also crushing it, 
the Val Agnew directed improv show, the improvised DCOM over at IO. If you're in Chicago, their run has been extended through the end of the year. Woo! Congrats, Val, again. Everything's coming up. Val, yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, if you want to. It's exciting. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying it's exciting. If you want to uh, check that out, if you're in Chicago anytime between now and the end of the year, it is Fridays at I.O., uh, 7 p.m., I believe, correct? It's 8 p.m. until the end of September, and then starting in October, it'll be at 7 p.m. 7 p.m., great. Mm-hmm. So 8 p.m. through September, 7 p.m. Uh, starting in October, always on Fridays. Check mm-hmm. it out. Uh, and then, also, speaking of DCOMs, uh, you might have noticed that D-commentaries and Pop Culture Period Piece and Unjali Vision, three podcasts that we actually talk a lot about on our show, I feel like. Um, all three of those shows right now are on hiatus, uh, showing support for the uh, SAG after strike and the WGA Writers Guild uh, strike. Uh, Val, would you like to touch on that a little bit, and then we'll get into the improv? Sure. So basically, those three podcasts um, are the ones that sort of talk specifically about content that uh, is available on the streaming platforms that the strike is uh, in direct opposition to. And so we felt like we should probably take a break to, um, you know, not encourage more viewers on those platforms. Um, So uh, we're just, you know, on hiatus for right now. We're obviously all hoping that uh, the studios come back to the table with reasonable (laughs) expectations sometime soon so that we can get back to what we love doing. Um, and so that all the writers and actors can get back to what they love doing. Um, but in the meantime, all three shows have back catalogs that you can listen to um, to support them while they're on a break. So um, please do check them out. Uh, especially, I mean, Anjali Vision's been around a little bit less time, but like Pop Culture, yeah. Period Piece, and D Commentaries both have pretty extensive back catalogs. So there's plenty to listen to in the mall. Yeah. Agreed. And like if you're like speaking to D commentary specifically, if you don't if you enjoy watching the movies before watching the episodes where Val and Al talk about those specific movies and you don't want to watch them because you don't want to support the streaming platform, Val and Al have like three, four episodes up there that are interviews with different people in the DCOM world. Like, go back and listen to those because I've told Val this privately, but like those interviews are all great and really phenomenal. And, you know, it is so great to listen to you and Al, two creatives, talking to these other creatives. And, like, I don't know. Those are just really – I've told Val all this. They're really great conversations that I think you and Al both do a great job um, with, and I get a lot out of those episodes. So, you know. Thanks, Val. Go support, go support all those podcasts in any way you can. And, of course, support the strikes. Um, all right. I think that's enough of that. Should we yes. get into the improv or what? Please, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. This week's <laughs> guest. Ooh. Ooh, baby. This week's guest. This man is joy in human form. He is happiness. He is light. He is he is wild. He is the wolf lord. I cannot wait to do a little improv with him right now. If you're in the chat, please say what's up to this week's guest. William Woods! What's up, let's, Will? How let's you doing, brother? Chat. Let's hear it, let's chat. Let's hear it, chat. If, you don't, chat. if you're not in the chat right now, 
you need to re- you need to take a look in the mirror. All right, you need to take a look in the mirror, and you need to ask yourself, are you really who you thought you'd be? Is is young? Oh, is young little is young five year old Johnny with his kindergarten dreams happy? Is he proud of is he is he proud of his adult self? That's the question. If you're not in the chat, that's the question you need to ask yourself in the mirror. But if you are in the chat, guess what? You don't have to do any of that. Yeah, baby. You know exactly who you are if you're in the chat. That's right. You know exactly who you are. You're damn right. Um, William, that was great. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, Thanks for for, having me. You and Val, thank you so much for having me on the pod. I'm loving it already. We, me and me and Will were on a on a team together, which we have actually talked about on this show quite a few times. And uh, the most recent guest of the podcast was also on that team with us, Dan Carambolis. Uh It was our Herald team at I.O. called Slice. Slice. Uh, we've had some other slicers on the pod, as we've talked. We talked about that last episode too. Um, but Will is like, you know. <laughs> Truly, one of my favorite improvisers of all time. We started in in class together. We were in the same uh, cohort or whatever at I.O. And I don't know if we ever actually had a class together, but our I graduation wish. our graduation was at the same time. And watching Will perform, I was like, oh, baby, I hope I get to be on a team with him. And they did put me on a team with him. <laughs> it, it took like another two years or whatever, but eventually the powers that be were like, yeah, it's time. We got to put Trent and Will on the team together. So, William, thank you, thank you, my boy, for being here. Oh. I love doing improv with you, and I, and I'm excited to get to do some with you today. Pleasure's all mine. I'm just so happy to be here. Mm, yes. Okay. I'm very excited for everyone to get to feel the energy that is William Woods. Um, of course, here at I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, we need a suggestion in order to do improv. But of course, uh, if you're familiar with the show, you know the spiel I'm about to get into. But if not, uh, two things. First off, uh, here at I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, any suggestion is a great suggestion. But we like something a little more specific, a little uh, thicker, meatier, a lot of meat on that bone, as they say. Uh, for example, uh, instead of instead of the suggestion of calendar, we would like something like Trent and Will are two firefighters who are shooting the end of the year calendar, and they are arguing about which one of them should be the cover model, and both of them are legally colorblind. You know, something like that. Something with a lot of meat on the bone, as I said. Uh, now. If you have seen Will perform before, and maybe if you've seen myself perform before, you might think to yourself, you know exactly what type of character you want to see these two guys do, or what type of scene you want to see these guys do. Um, And that's great. If you're ready, start firing off your suggestions right away in the chat if you want to. Uh, If you've never seen William perform, though, I am about to tell Will what I love about him as an improviser, and probably (laughs) as a person, too. And that mayhaps inform you, the viewer, the listener, what type of character or scene you want to see from Will. Uh, so, with all that being said, Will, are you ready to sit there and accept compliments oh, from your friend? Man. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. <laughs> well, you have no choice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna compliment you. Um, <clears throat> okay, like I said, you are truly one of my favorite improvisers to watch, and I've said this um, on the show many times before, but I really feel like who you are as a human 
uh, bleeds into who you are as an improviser. And I feel like that's very applicable with you on stage. You're high energy and happy and like loved, like getting everybody involved. And I feel like that's exactly like you off stage too. I think I knew you as a performer for a lot longer before you and I were actually friends and like developed our relationship off stage. And it was just like, so wonderful to me to see you off stage are just like exactly who you are on stage, which is just pure goodness. You are like a dog who's just been let outside for the first time. And you're like, Oh my God, I want to check out everything. Let's see what's going on. I'm so excited. <laughs> and that energy that you bring to both life, life and to the stage is just like so infectious. Like I said, we were never in class together, but watching Will in our graduation shows, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to be on a team with Will. Because I thought it was going to be a no-brainer that I was going to be, Will's going to be on a team, I was going to be on a team, and we we're going to get to play together forever. And I was so overjoyed when that finally came to fruition because, like I said, watching you on stage, I'm like, that's someone who I want to play with. That's someone who has unbridled joy. That's someone who understands that we're a bunch of adults out here playing make-believe for no money. It should be loose and fun and happy. And, like, that shines through anytime I'm doing really anything with you, but definitely improv. Uh, and then, in addition to, like, just liking you as an improviser and as a human, uh, I alluded to this a little bit, but being on a team with you was even better because – you're an incredible teammate, just like you're an incredible friend. I felt like you were always trying to make sure everybody on the team was comfortable and trying to like lift up everybody's voices and make sure everybody felt good and heard and seen and like, but also like happy and having fun and performing and just like enjoying their time being there. You know, when we're, you're at IO and you're like in the system, so to speak, there was a lot of talk always of like, people ahead of you who are like, oh, Herald teams are not that fun. And then you get on a Herald team and you're like, oh man, this isn't that fun. I didn't get to pick who I wanted to be with. And I didn't feel that way about Slice because while we didn't like get to pick who we were on the team with, you know, a lot of people had the attitude that you had, which was like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be playing with all of you. And so I love that. I love like like I said, I love being around you offstage. I love, I relish any opportunity I get to play with my boy, William Woods, on stage. Um, and then, specifically, as an improviser, you play, you play larger than life, which is so fun. And I love getting to deal with that. And I, I mean, like, deal with that. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes you know exactly where Will's going in a scene, and sometimes it's an absolute curveball, and you're like, oh, my God, how are we handling this? But that sense of, like, excitement and, like, almost, like, a positively connotation of danger is, like, really fun to, like, oh, I get, I'm, I, like, feel it now. I'm really anticipating being able to, to play with you right now. Um, okay, that's enough. I'll cut it off there. I, I love William <laughs> Woods. Uh, how, how was all that? Too much? Not enough? How are you feeling over oh, there? Oh, God. It it was so much, and it just means a lot to me. Um, I've just always been such a huge admirer of, of your work, Trent. So it's uh, to watch, you know, well, one, such an honor to be on a team with you because uh, going back to your point where I'm going to throw curveballs out there, not because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to throw a curveball out there, but in my head, my A to B or my A to C might be to other people's like A to X. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
And so it's never like with like malice or like trying to be like, ooh, yeah. this will be random. But it is like in my head, I'm like, yeah, this people will understand this, you know? Yeah. And then to have uh, someone like you on my team that can connect the dots so seamlessly, whether you're fully aware of the A to C move or what, um, it yeah. was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And it, it did uh, become like really fun in those shows where it was like, how could Trent possibly string this together? And you did. So always, it was incredible. Well, Slice was a very fun team. There were a lot of great people on it, you and me included. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, Val, how are we looking? How are we looking suggestion-wise? Also, if you if you are now, um, that, that completes the compliment portion. If you are <laughs> if you're waiting for that to end, to put your suggestion into the chat, feel free to throw your suggestion into the chat. Also, that's the compliment portion now. I'm sure there will be more compliments later uh, after the scene. Because, like I said, I love playing with Will, and I'm giddy that I'm about to get to do it. Uh, Val, how are yes. we looking? Well, <clears throat> we have a little bit of a shy chat today. Been here before. Um, yeah, yeah that's, here. that's pretty normal, I would say. like I, I think most times people in the chat, they get really intimidated by me saying those things, so... Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Yeah. They, they found yeah, out Will scared everybody off at the were, beginning. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I scared everybody off. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. Uh, this is why we have three platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I have a suggestion if you want to take that. Val, you know I would love to yeah. take a suggestion that from you. That would be such an honor. No really... one sets up a scene like mother-to-be okay. Val Agnew. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, okay, here's my suggestion. Uh Trent and Will are cousins at a family Christmas gathering. Uh, They are in their teens. I'll let you decide where in your teens. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they have not seen each other in a few years. Um, So they're, you know, they obviously know each other, but they have not seen each other for a while. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Val. Love it. Uh, Been there. (laughs) All right. Time is on the clock. See right. you on the other side. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, you want to see something really sick? Yeah. Well, is it like sick, like cool, or sick, like gross? No, it's cool. It's honestly really cool. Okay. Let me just get this. Uh, it's a photo I have in my wallet, actually. Whoa! You have yeah. a wallet. My mom said I'm still I'm still too young to have a wallet. Dude, you have. I know. So does mine, but just don't tell her, cause like she'll freak. But like you're cool, I can. I already know that you're cool. So no, I am. I yeah. am cool. So I am cool. I'm really only. I'm not like showing Anna or Claire this stuff either. Like you're the only cousin I can really like show this to, cause I know you're cool. Thank you. But check out this pic of a girl that I went on a date with. What the heck? Yeah. We. Uh, got a, we hit a home run. You hit a home run? Yeah, we hit a home run together. She kissed me on the cheek. Yeah, when we were watching Django Unchained. (laughs) Django Unchained? I'm not even allowed to watch Django Unchained. Yeah, I know, we bought tickets. We bought tickets to the new Ninja Turtles movie. We saw Django Unchained. (laughs) Yeah. But you're cool though, right? No, yeah, I'm cool. So is this like a 
Is she is she a princess at Disneyland or is this just a Cinderella costume that she was wearing? Oh, you know, yeah, I think she just likes to wear those. It's it's kind of I you know I, yeah you know Mark was saying that too that it's just kind of a resemblance to, uh, like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty and stuff. And I was like, I don't see it, but you know, yeah, she's very pretty. But uh, yeah, I don't necessarily see it. I get that like the blue dress and like the hair done up mm. like that and. She had the little you know, crown, little crown, little kids around or whatever, posing with the little picture. Poof on her, yeah, yeah. But it's not. Yeah, I think that she's just cool like that. So she's just she like she just walks around like that. You mean? I mean, yeah. Like you know, everybody. She's like got cool fashion like that. You know? Yeah. No. Fa- yeah. Um. A thing. Uh. A thing that I heard uh, on a TikTok recently is that fashion is cyclical. So it all com- it all like it all comes back around. So you know how like uh, is that what cyclical no- means? Yeah, I think like Seriously. it's a circle. Cic- cyclical. Cic- cyclical. Cir- Alexa, what does cyclical mean? <laughs> Alexa, what does cyclical mean? Oh my god! See, I should have just trusted you on that. That's okay. That's okay. My. Uh, admittedly, Whoa. my marks in um, English and literature right now are pretty low, oh. um, but that's kind of by choice and not because I'm stupid. No, Johnny, look, and you know I've always meant this about you, but you are the next Steve Jobs. Like, <laughs> you're, no matter what you do in school, it's not going to be enough for what you're going to do for the world. So who cares about your marks or whatever it is? Like, we, we all know that state testing is a total scam. Total scam. Total like, scam. I told you that I got put in readers because mm-hmm. I just randomly bubbled in every single letter on the mm-hmm. scantron. Yeah. And then I'm stuck in readers class because they were like, you don't know how to read. You scored so badly on this state test that you're stuck in readers class. And I said, okay, let me take a test to get out of there. And then so I took the test to get out of there and they said, okay, you did technically pass this test, but you did so bad. And uh, but I will say that actually, you know what? I am now kind of reading at a a little bit higher of a level, so it's not. Big That's good. I um don't tell don't tell my mom this or your mom, but um, dude, no way. I don't say shit to my mom. I don't even talk to her anymore. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm not surprised. I've been having trouble talking to my mom too. So you know, it's I'm not surprised that both of them are hard to talk to because they're sisters. So. But uh, I've been watching, uh, been watching some Rick and Morty when my mom goes to bed. <laughs> dude, and... pickle Rick, dude, pickle yeah, Rick, pickle Rick, dude. Oh my god, dude. Oh, pickle dude. Rick, Bush, pickle Rick. Oh my um, god, dude. But one thing that he says, one thing that Rick says all the time on the show is that, is that school is actually for dumb people. You don't need school if you're if you're smart. So I think maybe like, I think we we both might be so dumb that we're smart. You know what I mean? And we're just like we're too dumb for standardized testing because we're too smart. Just like Rick, just like Pickle Rick. You know? That's incredible. And I didn't know that that's what the show was about. I still, I've only just seen like clips and stuff like that on YouTube because 
Yeah, if I got caught watching Rick and Morty, me thinks I would be in big trouble. Me thinks it would not be good for my favorite uh, cousin. Um, me thinks me it thinks would be a I bad might situation. Get grounded. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to um, see my boy getting grounded. No, straight up, my mom has gotten really crazy with the bottle lately, and she's just, like, <laughs> drinking so much. Oh no, is she, is is she doing okay? Like oh no, she's doing good. But she started doing like this thing where she meditates and then connects to the ghosts in her house. Cause you know about like Peter and Paul and how they're like this, these brothers that like were born in the house, they died in the mm-hmm. house, and they're just like they're chill ghosts. Yes. But my mom's been doing like she'll do scribble writing where like Peter will like tell her what to write and Paul. But that we already know their story, right? You know it. Yes. I've but been now over. There's, there's now these all these other spirits. And let me tell you, she's like drinking one or two cans of White Claw a day. And I'm like, Mom, oh, my God, you are wasted. Like, you know? Okay, that actually does answer some questions. Because my mom's been walking around the house recently just kind of like under her breath being like a bunch of Ouija board haunted mansion bullshit over there. And it's usually oh. after she's on a call with your mom. So I think that's, to me, that seems like it's all related. Like, it you is. know, my mom, my mom's not very spiritual. She doesn't believe in all that type of stuff like your mom does. And I think that's kind of like, that's kind of like the biggest, uh, kind of like the biggest battle between them as siblings. So. I don't know. I I believe. I mean, how I can't deny the Peter and Paul story at this point. I, I've seen it happen. I've been at the house and I've seen them. So, and honestly, know. they're so cool. Like they're they're amazing. And like I just wish I could show them Rick and Morty because I feel like they would yeah. absolutely love it. My but gosh, yeah, I'm not would. trying to. I'm not trying to risk you know ruining my summer. Root, no. You know, I'm not trying to get grounded for spring breaks and stuff because no. that will that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um are you planning on being uh, sent to camp again this summer? Yes, I was. Oh my yes. god, I was just gonna. Yes, I'm gonna. Well, so this year I'm finally old enough to be a a co counselor, so I'm applying. What? Yeah. I think You're, I'm so you won't be in the same. You won't be in the same bunk as me anymore. I thought. Oh my God! She lied to me. She said, "Oh my God!" Holy smokes! Claire said that you weren't doing camp anymore. No, I didn't. I said that I don't want to do it anymore. But then my mom said that you were going, and I was like, "Well, if Barry's freaking going, I'll go." And then she was also like, "I don't care if Barry's going or not. You don't get a choice. You're going." And I was like, "Well, if Barry's going, I'm going." So I ultimately am the one who did decide to go regardless yeah. of what she says holy smokes i will but I, i'm going look yeah no absolutely i will evoke my application because i don't want that power dynamic to come between us because we've seen what happens when you have friend when you have friends cousins brother and sister brothers all sorts yeah. of different people that have a great state they got a good relationship and then there's a lot of power that comes with being a co-counselor. There's a ton of power. And frankly, you know, I was just kind of like applying because this, this gal that I did go on a date with once, uh, she seemed like she would be impressed by it. So I was thinking if I did this, 
then maybe she would um, want to go on a second date. You know. What about? But what about Cinderella? That's who I'm talking about. That's well, her. Well, her name's not Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get that. I get how you see the. the I I understand the crown, the glass slippers, the blue dress, the little mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse sign in the background, and the, the castle critters and, around her. The woodland critters around her and the little kids posing with her at seemingly at a Disney place. I get how that yeah. shows yeah. people like, oh, this is Cinderella, and I'm like, no, this is like actually the girl of my like. This is actually a very not just a girl in my dreams, but a girl that I would be interested in, uh, if they would want to, you know, continue a, a relationship. And she kissed me yeah. on the cheek. That Django Unchained. Yeah, she's like the girl of your reality, if you think about it that way. Yeah, and I will I will true. say this: that when we did hit a home run and she kissed me on the cheek during Django Unchained, that it felt like my reality bent. And. Oh. Just like in Doctor Strange? Just like in Doctor Strange. I definitely Shh. saw sparks, and I felt like the multiverse was expanding oh and contracting God. all at once. And, yeah, I was like, oh, this this is what Peter and Paul were talking about in the paranormal activity. This is what Ancient Aliens on the History Channel is talking about. Yeah. This is what David Attenborough is talking about on that new <laughs> Apple Plus dinosaur show. Yeah. All those shows are about love. I don't want I don't want you to not be a counselor and potentially derail the rest of your life just cuz you're like one year older than me and I, I don't want you know I Nine won't months. let that Well, you know, one same grade school. older. Yeah, yeah, same I would say because you're technically your your school system does the quarters. So mm-hmm. technically we're in the same grade the because same. Yeah, yeah you you're it doesn't quite work out that same you know that same way where you get like early release and like you get like yeah. late start and stuff because you're in mm-hmm. one of those advanced schools yeah well ultimately i think i just don't i don't want to be the reason that your perfect life gets knocked off the tracks so early and you know I won't. I'll. I'll keep in mind that any bad thing you do to me at camp is not because of the power dynamic. It's just, or maybe it is because of the power dynamic, but it's not. That's not who Barry is. That's not who my cousin Barry is. And I know that ultimately you're chasing a bigger goal. You're chasing that higher love, like uh, Steve Winwood would sing about. You know, think about it. There, there must, must be, be higher, higher love. Yeah, exactly. And the stars above. above. Without, Without it, we're just wasting time. John, John, seriously though, and I mean this with all my heart, my life. Yeah. I've been like absolutely scared shitless about this co-counselor position because I really feel like, you know, on a good day, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm all for it. But I get so scared thinking about the responsibilities and I just think that um knowing I, I I didn't have I didn't have anything to lose by applying for it but now that I know that you'd be at camp we'd be in the mm-hmm. same bunk there's just no way I could be co-counselor Barry. what am I supposed what am I supposed to do when we do all the pranks I have to I can't do the pranks I have to sit by 
and I just have to pretend they're not there because you know that's the kind of co-counselor I'd be. I'm not going to be authoritative I get and it. say you can't do it, but then I can't join in. I know. It's hard because you, much like Rick Sanchez, are a free thinker, and you want to live that lifestyle. But the only reason that Rick got sent on this path is because his wife died. And oh now God, he's what? off doing adventures. So you don't want your wife to die before you even get to date her, so to speak. You know what I mean? I, had I think no you got to believe in your. You got to believe in yourself, like Pickle Rick believes in his self. Oh my God! And also, like the fact that we could be sharing the same bunk, and you could just be walking through the synopsis of every single episode. Yeah. And tell me what? Oh, that would be amazing. I can I can tell you everything I've seen. I've seen every episode. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! You I, you're sitting on a gold mine of knowledge. Yeah, and I I remember everything. Oh my god! I could tell you each thing, and then you could, okay, okay, hear me out, hear me out. You know, you know the book. <laughs> you know the book Cyrano that we were assigned to read in school. He's like, he's like an ugly guy, but he's got. A, he's You're got talking a about Maniac him. McGee. You're talking about Maniac McGee. Maybe. Yeah, it's split the one where... side of town, split in half. Mars bars, big, big giant knot. Philadelphia. No. no. No, I'm talking about it's the one where he <laughs> Cyrano is like an ugly guy, but a pretty guy is in love with another girl. But Cyrano is ugly. There. Yeah, Cyrano is an ugly guy, but he has the has the tongue of a of a fox in a good way, like a sexy fox. He's got a silver tongue. Um, and so he oh, tells wow. the hot guy what to say to the girl, and then the girl falls in love with the hot guy. But then when Cyrano's not around anymore, then he talks like an idiot because he's dumb. Anyway, all this is a long way of saying I can tell you what happened in each Rick and Morty episode, and then you can use that to woo Cinderella during camp. Oh, my God. This? I mean— Honestly, not even that you would need much more wooing. You guys have already homered together, so. Me thinks that this is actually a brilliant idea. Holy just... smoke. This is what I'm talking about, the Steve Jobs stuff. This You're yeah. not. All of this time and energy, we don't have. We're never going to have as much energy as we do now in our youth. Yeah. And you're spending all of this time locked in it. The school system is a prison. I mean, what's his face? The one of the freaking Monopoly guys that invented the railroad. You know what I'm talking about? The guy with Mr. the hat, the top hat. Big top hat, Mr. Baron, Steel Railroad, Monopoly guy. Got a monocle. He, he invented schools so that by the time kids were ready to graduate schools, they could just join the workforce immediately. What? Yes, I'm telling you, it's a waste of time. And I'm telling you, that's what Rick says. I feel like... See, this is probably what my mom's thinking about with religion and spirituality stuff, because right now, 
everything that she talks about being connected to spirit guides and stuff, I feel like Rick, Rick Sanchez might be like a spirit guide for me. And you're the medium that can connect us. Yes. I will talk to Rick. No, Rick will talk to you, but through me, through my knowledge of secretly watching every episode of Rick and Morty, I'll be able, I'll be able to get Rick Sanchez speaking from my mind to you. And then, and then the world is yours. So I have something to ask you, but I don't know if you're going to be okay with it. And it's okay to say no. Like, really, I'm serious. Okay, you can ask me anything. You know how I have that drone? Yes. And it can record video? Okay. Could I give you my drone and you could record, like, the whole first season of Rick and Morty on the drone? And then we can watch it back together? Do you have the drone with you right now? Yeah. Oh, I got it right now. It's in my dad's trunk. Meet me out back in 10 minutes. Act like we haven't talked. Bring the drone. Amazing. (laughs) Operation Pickle Rick. Incredible. Okay, I'm uh, going to go get some of these uh, pizza rolls. I'll see you outside in 10. Oh, hey! Did she make the gluten-free ones? Did yeah, you know it. We got every flavor of pizza roll. Oh, snag me some. Snag me some. Pop some in your pockets. Okay, I'll see you out front in ten. <laughs> That's the scene. <laughs> oh. oh, oh my man. god! That's so funny. I love okay. living in that reality. Yes, yeah, I love. Oh, go ahead, Val. Sorry, I cut you oh, off. I was just going to, I was going to agree, like, very fervently. Like, that was one of those cool ones that comes up every once in a while where it's not like a laugh a minute scene, but it feels mm-hmm. so real. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, genuinely funny, but, like, in a really authentic feeling way. Like, I don't yes. know. I could have watched that for, like, two hours. It was so fun. I, I love playing with both will and dan who was our previous guest i think the three of us connected so strongly and so immediately on slice as as teammates and as friends because i feel like and will maybe you feel differently or the same um but i feel like the three of us really value the same things both on stage and off stage and like i think on stage all three of us like the scene that I did with Dan last week felt kind of very similar in tone almost. Cause I think, cause we were, you know, like preteens and that also, but just the kind of like, you know, the fun, like, uh, Ooh, let's make a plan. We're being mischievous, but really they're just like these idiot kids, you know, who don't know anything, <laughs> but because they're so young and they don't have like all this world experience, like everything to them is like this is the most important thing that's ever happened because they're like 14 so nothing's ever happened to them so every moment is like the biggest moment and i love i loved what you said too will i loved like just sitting in that world was so fun and like feeling these two cousins interact you can i i felt like you could tell that the two cousins like 
had the same value system. They love each other. They love hanging out with each other. And maybe they don't get to see each other all the time. But when they do, it's just like falling right back into that routine. And they are like, they might be, I kind of got the vibe, like they're maybe the only two boy cousins and all the other cousins are, or maybe the, not even the only two boy cousins, but the only two cousins that are interested in the same thing. And everybody else is off like, doing stuff that they all agree on and barry and johnny are just like these two guys who are like okay but what if we did this thing that only the two of us like yeah (laughs) yeah i i almost questioned like whether to make you kids because you i feel like you've been playing a lot of kids lately but i I play a good kid (laughs) I, well, I just wanted to see what would happen, kind of what you were talking about, like where uh, playing a kid, you're like very unfiltered and everything is really amplified. And yeah. like, you know, at the way that you described Will as an improviser and also the way you just described the way you play with each other, I just I thought that would be a good environment for that. And it, it proved to be correct. I agree. What did you what did you feel, Will? Um, have you done a lot of um, have you I I was talking to Dan, uh, our friend who did last month, and he was like, I realized that I hadn't done a lot of uh, Zoom improv. And that's why a little behind the curtain pre pre coming live, I was saying to Will, I was like, don't worry about like, you know, feeling like you got to, you know, be physical or worried about like how it's like coming across on the podcast versus how it's coming across on the Twitch. It didn't seem like any of that was affecting you. Were you thinking about any of that while you were in it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I definitely feel very comfortable with like just the audio idea of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, but yeah, when you think about like ways to sort of like cross the barrier of like the screen and everything, it obviously depth, like, it is a little tricky and I'm so Mm -hmm. open to like, how could we, how could you uh, explore that frontier, you know? Um, But yeah, it's, it's certainly like, it is interesting for me because I do love my physicality and and, like just moving around on stage, but to just have to like sit still and just be like, Oh, here we are, you know, Uh, is definitely, it's always a challenge, but I I loved it this time. Well, I think that's a thing that is uh, physicality is a strength of you and me and Dan as improvisers. And in this environment, it is harder to like have that come across. I mean, especially if you're a podcast listener, there is no visual elements. And then watching on the Twitch stream live or watching the watching us on YouTube later after the fact, um, there are. You know, it's it's even still harder to come across because we're we're in two different places. And like, you know, we did we passed the picture back and forth, which you were able to see if you watch this. Uh, and then I feel like this was not the first uh, uh, <laughs> scene that I've done that ended with a yeah. uh, predator style handshake. But, you know, <laughs> it's harder to like convey that convey the the physicality especially when it is like i said such a big tool in all of our tool belts but i also feel like i have i've enjoyed doing the show over the last two years happy anniversary everybody (laughs) i've enjoyed doing the show because it has pushed me i don't want to say like physicality is a crutch for me because Mm -hmm. i i don't think that it is i think i use it well i guess but this has you know pushed me to be an improviser in in different ways and not kind of 
uh, lean on my, my go-to moves, so to speak. Oh, totally. And I, I do feel like even with the, the less physicality there is, it's so much easier to dive into the emotion, the emotional depth of the scene and to like really connect with the, your scene partner, which makes it amazing. You know, it's like how often on stage when you have so many different variables, do you get to that point? And I feel like some improvisers are extremely good at that. And then some improvisers, including myself, don't always see the opportunity for what it is and will, you know, start to like kind of go after all of the different aspects of the scene rather than just the scene partner in front of them. So I think that this actually allows you to really focus in on that. And that's why it was like, this is just me and you and we're these cousins and we're setting life up the way that we want it. And it just felt like, oh, we could just build and build and build and yeah. And therefore it just felt so easy. And I could go on forever and ever, you know? Hey, you're allowed to. You're allowed to go on as long <laughs> as you want. I agree though. Like that's the I feel like that's the beauty of this format is it allows us to get more to the emotionality of the scenes more directly, more quickly, and in some ways, like a lot easier that way. Um, and focusing not so much on just like, you know, Oh, look at the, oh, look, I'm da- I'm dancing or whatever, <laughs> you know, like me at the start of the show. Um, and it's the, give me some more. Yeah. Give me more, baby. It's just easier. Cause also like thinking about it too, I guess like, there are, I think the, I've done more like emotional, emotion, like emotion based scenes over the last two years through this show than I probably have, you know, in my whole like on stage improv career. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like on stage, you're so creative where it's like you have and it was some it was so amazing to watch you perform and well to always watch you perform but to be on a team with you because there's like all of, you know as a student of improv and Val I'm sure you get this too where especially since you're directing um you have sort of not necessarily like the rules of improv but the template of like this is how these scenes go and you know yeah. it's like stay away from transactional scenes and you know, and this kind of thing and it's not very often uh, that you see teams or specific players break those barriers and create something completely new all for themselves. And I feel like, Trent, you're constantly pushing the envelope of, like, what can this be done? I mean, the amount of, like, slight... I've never seen it before, but sure enough, there we were playing on Slice, and then it's like you're using the piano player, the music accompanist's <laughs> piano as your improvised piano yeah to play as a music accompanist uh like it's just yeah like always pushing the envelope and that's it's just amazing and i don't remember what my point was but <laughs> it's there Sometimes yeah it's there cons- yeah i think i think i'm picking up what you're saying so like when you're on stage you can literally do anything. And Trent's really good at that. But sometimes constraints can be the like foundation of creativity in a different way. Yeah. Um, and like this format is very constrained in a number of different ways. There's only two improvisers, maybe three. There's uh, a very detailed suggestion. And you're obviously in this medium, right? So yeah. all three of those <clears throat> things like add... Uh, 
limiters on, but then that forces a different kind of creativity that oh, maybe yeah. you wouldn't utilize if you're on stage yeah. because there's 800 other things that you could be doing when you're on stage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. brilliant catalyst for like really fun scenes. I mean, I just, th this felt so easy because there is, well, one, the suggestion did a ton of work, which is just amazing. Val, um, thank you. Yeah. Incredible suggestion. And two, it's just like, oh, well, I don't, yeah, I don't need to worry about my, you know, uh, object work or as the groundlings yeah. call it, they call it space work, which is a cool name, but also, <laughs> you know, F the groundlings. That's a weird, it's a weird thing that I'm very mad at. I'm very mad at them. I don't like the theater very much. So, but they call it space work and it all, it always has to be on the fourth wall. Space work is always on the fourth wall. And it's like such oh. a, isn't that weird? Where, just, you know, you're like, put it everywhere. And like some of the best yes. scenes are when somebody's not even facing the audience. That shit's yes. hilarious. Yes, I was just talking about that the other day where I feel like I oftentimes find myself with my back to the audience because I'm so much more worried about like connecting with my scene partner on a real level as opposed to being like, and does the stage picture look okay? And like yeah. worrying about, you know, like presenting myself because ultimately... It's probably funnier if my straight up whole body is turned backwards <laughs> to the audience. And I know that it's I'm backwards to them and they yeah. know that I know I'm backwards to them. So then we get to, you know, we get to play with it. I love like any show. I love like whether your team is two people or 10 people, you can always add one extra number to that because the audience is your third teammate or 11th teammate or whatever. And it's like. And, like, if there's a piano player, that's another teammate that I'm going to play with. I love – you're totally right. If there's an environment, I will eat up all of it. I also, like uh, – first of all, thank you, Will, for all the nice things that you said. I, I would agree with you that I am very much a, like, like a, a piece player, whether it's a 10-person herald or a full two-prov show. But I like doing – I love doing I Love Improv with Trent Dozier – because, well, first of all, I love improv, but secondly, because it almost forces me to do g only scenes and focus more on the individual connection instead of trying to be like, how can we make this like, how can we make this work later? Or how can we like bring it all around? How can we make it cyclical? Oh, that's a callback. That's a herald. That's how it's done. Um, but yeah, this, you know, this medium is strange and weird, but fun and challenging and i love the way that it it pushes me and i love that it gives me the opportunity to have a little one-on-one -on -one time with improvisers i love like william woods <laughs> too nice all right well we have uh hit the top of the hour or we're about to hit the top of the hour we have hit the top of the hour there it and is so we'll oh start... there it is we hit the top <laughs> We'll start we'll start to wrap it up here. Uh first off, William is one of the hosts of the Certified Cinephiles podcast where they talk about movies. Uh it's we a don't just real talk fun... about movies and let me be clear. We talk about the evil absolutely disgusting acts of the studios and why yes. they took some of the world's best films and decided to give them terrible reviews. It's important. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it is important no. to talk about it on the same podcast as people fighting the good fight against yes. these struck companies. I was talking to somebody about um, 
this will this will date this podcast uh, for all of eternity. But I was talking to someone about the new uh, comedy dog movie Strays, which I oh. have not have not seen yet, but am literally about to see after this. Um, and one of my friends who incorrectly in my opinion lives and dies by rotten tomatoes was like uh oh well strays has a 48 percent on rotten tomatoes so there's <laughs> no way that this is going to be good and i was like all right what's your what are your favorite comedies and so we looked up uh semi-pro a, a, a great will ferrell uh joint that has uh 33 on rotten say, tomatoes step brothers my favorite movie of all time has something like 48 percent as well it's just like Critics don't understand comedy. Uh, they barely understand dramas. So, you know, we're all out here. We're all out here fighting the good fight, much like William is. I will say about Strays, because I did see it also. Oh. <laughs> I saw no it spoilers. For, I saw it for research. I did I just saw it for research reasons <laughs> of like what are they up to? And I will say that it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is terrible. It is such a dumb, stupid fucking piece of shit of a movie. <laughs> but it is so amazing and hilarious and smart at the same time. And wow. therefore, therefore, I would give it 100% rotten. I would give it 100 rotten of those tomatoes. Wow. And baby, that's coming from a certified cinephile. Yeah. But yeah, so the critics know. are absolutely going to rip that thing to shreds because... Oh, I'm sure. When you see it, you're like, this movie is dog shit. <laughs> pun intended, you know. Uh, well, that's pun not intended. Pun, but He's yeah, a professional. Um, <laughs> but it is so good and funny at the same time, and they know what they're doing. Like, it's not like they didn't – it's not like they made that movie thinking, Yeah. oh, yeah, we're doing – no, they knew how dumb it was going to be, and they, they just yeah. absolutely embraced it, and therefore I'm like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely incredible. But yeah, it. you know, it's uh, what Paramount does it and Universal. Strays? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll know but... in about an hour when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supporting I'm supporting AMC. That's what I'm supporting. Yeah. I'm AMC's I, great. They don't you know what? Movie theaters don't even make any money off of the movie tickets. Did you guys know that? That's why I'm an A-lister. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I Gotta always be AMC A-list. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. For sure. Because the multi-millionaire, million-dollar AMC, they need our help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, check out Will's. Uh, check out Will's uh, certified cinephiles podcast. Season three is in the works right now. Uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a joy to have you. I always, as you know, love improvising with you. You're one of my favorite people on the friggin' planet. Can't wait to hang out when I'm back in LA. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you, Val. This was so much fun. I really loved thank it. You. Yes, and thank you, Val. Thank you for your suggestion, and thank you for your technical support, as always. We are now back-to-back episodes where I thought my microphone wasn't going to work, and ultimately, <laughs> that was true. That was true, but luckily, Val's here to, to guide anyway. us to guide us through the darkness. Um, one, final thing, uh, one final thing before I go. We don't have... Um, ticket links yet for either of these shows but coming up in september i have two live improv shows in september first of course uh wednesday september 27th 7 p.m at the yard theater 
It's once a month. It's every month. It's every last Wednesday of the month. It is the return of Cam and Trent's family reunion, where I will be joined, uh, as always, thank you, William, I will be joined, as always, by former guest of the show, Cam Hurt, and two former guests of this show, C.G. Farmer and John Del Vicio, will also be doing improv on that show. And two former guests of this show, John Randall and Damon Royster, will also be doing stand-up on that show. Show... A lot of uh, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier influence on uh, September's version of uh, the Family Reunion. So if you're in L.A., check that out. Uh, Hopefully I'll have a ticket link next time uh, this show comes around. Um, And then finally, uh, I – uh, the second edition of this new show that I'm doing, um, it's called Deuces Wild. It's a two-prov show. And actually, the first person who was my two-prov guest on that show was one William Woods. Woo! And it got me all jacked up wow. to play with Will more. Uh, so that's going to be on Monday, September 11th at 8 p.m. at the Clubhouse, uh, also in L.A. Uh, hopefully we'll have another great lineup of improvisers there. It's an all-two-prov show. Very quick, just an hour of improv, in and out, um, but it's great, super fun. And um, another opportunity uh, if you want to see live improv and want to see some of the best live uh, performers in the world. So go check that out. I will also be on the show. Um, All right, that's enough of this. Uh, William, thank you once again. Val, thank you as always. Uh, Val, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, Thanks to everybody who tuned in live or is watching uh, the replay later on YouTube or is listening to the podcast later. Um, However you are choosing to and take improv in this show, doesn't matter to me. Just happy that you're doing it. Uh, And finally, above all else, please remember... The core tenant of this show, whether it's online or in your earbuds, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, never forget that Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, baby, he loves improv! Bye! (laughs) Thanks for listening to I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The I Love Improv live stream features technical support from Val Aggie. Music was composed by Ian Emilio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return on Monday, September 25th, live on twitch.tv slash Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern.